You have found the Open Eclectic Podcast, where Nate and Josh talk about everything from mobile games to books to pet peeves to cars to toys. Our interests run eclectic and we're open to more. Welcome to the Open Eclectic. Welcome back to another fine episode of the Open Eclectic. Josh, how you doing? I'm all right. I'm Nate, by the way, in case anyone forgot. I'm still Josh. Thank you for joining us again. If this is your first time listening, boy, are you in for a treat. That's right. If you've stuck with us since day one, and I know that there's one of you who has, thank you. Yes, thank you. Our super fan. Our super fan. We should see, uh, find out if she wants to be named. Save that for a later episode. Yeah. You know, maybe we can maybe even have her on. We <sighs> haven't had guests yet. You know who you are. You want to come on? Let us know. Yeah. Toot sweet. Yeah. I think that means, like, right away. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, so, what did we talk about? So, last time we, we met and recorded, we talked about, it was like... Uh, Oh, celebrity cameos. We yeah. just kind of we just kind of riffed on a on a list of of that stuff. Yeah, that was not how that conversation was supposed to go. But that's all right. No, I don't mind. Yeah, that's okay. We just we have had no uh, complaint emails about it, so I'm pretty pretty happy right. with that. Well, I mean, at this point, it hasn't come out yet. But I wasn't going to mention that at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can, yeah, reminder, Josh, cut that out, clear. <sighs> Listen, you can, I mean, technically it's true. I mean, I've listened to the audio and I didn't complain about it, so. I was there when we recorded it. You know, I I can say with honesty. No complaints. No complaints. Right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we can cut that out. We can make it a surprise. Cut it out. Cut it out. Mm. No cuts. No No butts. butts. No coconuts. coconuts. Anyway, we're back from fourth grade or whenever that you know the uh i remember i used to say that in elementary school now the no cuts uh the cut it out thing obviously was uncle joey not right. joey full house uncle it was uncle joey, yeah, full it, was house, joey. Yeah. it had to have been he was the only yeah it was joey left, so. yeah well i'm like when i said joey i was like that's john stamos i'm like no no no, 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 no. john stamos no. uncle jesse yeah so. yeah yeah i have not watched the new the fuller house i have seen some of it actually is it bearable or um listen it's probably exactly what you'd expect so so like what's uh, yeah i liked full house but when i was watching full house i was like 10 you know it's one of those like wholesome shows and even if you go back and watch the original full house it still is it's like exactly as you remember it kind of a thing i mean it's very wholesome i mean obviously very it's corny but corny, it's very wholesome wholesome and sometimes they touch on like real serious things about like you know parties yeah. and stuff like that and you know how to how to make your family life work in some ways which yeah. is something that i didn't certainly as a child that did not appreciate but as an adult the bits that i've watched i'm like you know what this actually well, is not bad okay because danny right danny tanner that's bob saget right uh yes was he did his wife 
die or was she he divorced she died she died okay yes I don't even. I don't remember how they all got to like live together, but I know I he was. Nineties. He was single. You couldn't really do the whole. Could do the D word. I don't think you could have a divorce thing. Well, death is a D word. Well, yeah, the other D word. <laughs> Fair point, sir. Fair point. Um, yeah. So the new show, it kind of, it kind of, um, definitely has a very similar structure to the original. In the original, Bob Saget, Danny Tanner, his wife had died, and so he was trying to figure out how to like raise his family and so more of his family moves into the house thus making it a full house mm-hmm. um, wait how does it get fuller do they address that well because it's you know it's a more clever way than saying full house t- again or two so also. they don't actually cram more people is it the same no. house so right. it's the same house the wow, same really yeah it looks wait great though is bob saget in this show so in the new show, the in this I thought it focused on what's her name, like Candace. Yeah, Candace Cameron Bure, aka DJ Tanner. Yeah, is the the main character, and her husband had died, and so she Ooh. moves back into her like family house. Sad because uh, her dad, Bob Saget, Danny Tanner, he gets like a job. He, he works in, like radio, so he gets a job out of state. So him and John Stamos and Lori Laughlin. Um, who were like the main adults in the original, and and Dave Coulier, of course, Coulier, Coulier, Uncle Joey, uh, Uncle Joey, right? They all they all have reasons why they're like not there, so they show up periodically to. So they make like they guest make appearances, appearances yeah. or whatever. Okay, and usually if one shows up, it seems like they all do. In the episodes I watched, like one pokes us to their head through the door, and then the others just like yeah, whoop, and they all just like fall through the door. Yeah, <laughs> and so what makes it kind of a fuller house is that Kimmy Gibbler, the neighbor girl who was friends with, you know, kind of the idiot neighbor girl who was friends with DJ. Oh, yeah, Kimmy. Uh, yep. Moves moves in with him at one point, and then Jody Sweeten comes back, uh, a.k.a. Stephanie Tanner. But so, the Olsen twins don't come back. No, and that's like, an, that's like a running gag in the show. Oh, really? Is that they're not there. <laughs> or or Michelle, because they played the twins. Yeah, yeah. Played they were character. just one character, yeah. Yeah, so it's like a running gag. And they mention her, and they call her periodically and leave her messages or whatever. And then they're like, "Oh yeah, she called and said hi or whatever." So it's, you know. So they, so she's still like what it is. around, but she's just not in. The, you the never show. see her. Ever. I'm, is there one or two seasons of that new show? Just one. Ooh, geez, there might be. There's at least two. Hmm. Uh, there might be three or more. So is this a show you would recommend watching? Um. If you like Full House, then watch it. It's a, like a nice kid safe show, so hmm. it's fine. Maybe I'll watch it with maybe it's, I'll watch it with my son. It's got some like it's got some interesting humor bits to me that, that I found wildly so is hilarious. It, is it more like is it on the same like I don't know. I guess I want to say like level as what the original was, or do they like is it are there more serious parts or is it less serious because the original was like and obviously it was you know pretty light but they like you said they did touch on you know heavier things occasionally so i didn't watch i haven't watched all of the new seasons okay um my wife was very interested in watching it and she loved full house so um i watched i want to say 75 percent of the first season at least um and i think she watched the rest of season two without me and it was just she was just like well it was more the same so it was like it's just kind of like a like a comfort food kind of thing you're just kind of like ah it's full house more full house Mm, good Mm -hmm. 
there is like a humorous bit where uh like there's like a couch that was significant in the original show and it wears out i'm doing the air quotes uh listeners in our audio medium i'm I'm gonna make some hand gestures did you catch that (laughs) uh so there's like a couch that was significant in the first series and Uh to the to to the dad to bob saget and it like wears out or whatever and so she like has it cut up the salvageable parts of the fabric cut up into a suit for him (laughs) (laughs) yeah nice there's like weird stuff like that but then she gets another couch she finds another couch that's exactly the same and then moves that in so it was just like uh, okay oh, so yeah. now he has a suit made out of the original and yeah. a new couch that looks exactly the same yeah yeah so it's fine okay you know what show from that era that i would i would like line up outside somewhere to watch that quantum leap well yes but i'm oh. I'm, I'm like separating like quantum leap is on a whole nother level i'm talking about okay, like the point. like the the Shows that were on in like the afternoon when you got home from school, like Family know. Matters. That'd be my guess. Ex- yes, is that, that is it? exactly yes. it. Oh, Family Matters. Yes, I agree. I think that's a show that could it, uh, could come back. Why did they like, not bring it back? I don't. know. Hold on. Is Reginald? Is it Reginald Vell Johnson? Is he? Did he die? Carl, who's the main guy? Carl? Oh, the dad from yeah. Family Matters? Yeah. He... Uh, I hear you're looking it up. I'm going to say that, yes, he died a couple years ago. Uh, no, he's, no? Still he's still alive. alive. Born in 1952, 69. He is yeah, still alive. Still alive? Okay, so they could they could totally do it. He's been in... Been, uh, and, then, and then Urkel and Laura could be married in, like... Cause then they get together at the end of the show. I see. I don't remember. I don't. Remember I don't. Either. I. It's all just kind of like a haze. Like I would watch it after school. I don't even know. That probably wasn't even like the new episodes either. That was probably just like reruns. Probably. I'm um, afraid to go back and watch some of those shows because I have such fond memories of watching them that I'm afraid that if I watch them now, I'm gonna be like, "This is wretched." Mm, yeah. But I kind of do want to just. I. I would love to see that re like, given the Fuller House treatment. Yeah, that could be. Because there's just be great lineup. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely would love to watch that show. Family more like well, so in the same vein, like Full House became Fuller House. How about Family Mattered? Ooh, past tense. <laughs> well, see, maybe it'd be, maybe we just change it to Families Matters. Or well, see, you're saying like mattered, but that would that would that means like yeah, obviously I get what you're saying there. Maybe like there'd have to be some like real big thing that happened and family mattered. Oh jeez, no, nah, that's too heavy. That's no, maybe no, 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 no. So no. the crazy thing is those two shows, Full House and Family Matters, crossed over. They did. Yes, there's an episode, at least one no. episode, where Urkel goes to the family to the Full House house. And he convinces uh, yes. Uncle Jesse because you know Urkel has a very distinct look. Like yeah. he has his arms cocked out and stuff like that. And he's like, "Why do you do that?" And he's like, "Well, it's good for your circulation." And so he convinces Uncle Jesse to like walk around like him for <laughs> a little bit. And it's you know nice '90s slap. It says it happened in season four. Yeah, sounds about right. Oh, it, okay. 
Now, we're not going to do the thing we did last time where we just looked up an article and went through it, but an article here that says, Urkel's full house guest appearance created the, if you remember this, the TGIF universe yeah. 30 years ago. Yeah. So anyway. That's so, right. Yeah, I see it. There's a picture of, of Urkel and Uncle uh, Uncle Jesse. What I don't know. Both kind of like with their arms out. Yeah. Like, what I don't know is if Full House ever crossed back over to Family Matters. I kind of would doubt it, but it's possible. Um, but, but like that and Fresh Prince of Bel Air, like that's like the that was like the '90s family trifecta. When they redid Fresh Prince, did right? they? Yeah, they. Well, there was like a reunion. Well, there was a reunion. Yeah, but where did that happen? Reunions are like their own animal. I thought they were rebooting it. Oh, that would be interesting. Uh, I did hear something about that now that you mention it. Yeah, because they had a because there was a there was like a Zoom meeting, or was it in person? They had they had a reunion, right? Maybe like in the last year. That'd be interesting to have like Will Smith come back as the Uncle Phil, you know? <sighs> Didn't now did Uncle Phil die? Maybe it was Uncle Phil did who he died. Die? I remember somebody one of those like family pillar shows like the patriarch died and. Oh, yes. He passed away in 2013. Oh, yeah. Poor Uncle Phil. Poor one out for Uncle Phil. He was cool. Why don't they want me, man? That was like the the bit, the real heavy thing. Will Smith and his his, uh, real family. Or, well. Yeah, because there was an episode where in the show, you know, in case you're unfamiliar with Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Will Smith is like a streetwise guy from... Uh, Philadelphia, South Philadelphia, born and raised. Is it South or West Philadelphia? Jeez, I'm West Philadelphia, get so much born flag. and raised. Yeah, that sounds better. Anyway, he goes to Bel Air to live with his rich uncle and his family. And I've noticed that in modern times, rich uncles are in just really short supply lately. So, um, and so then you know the havoc ensues of Will's. Uh, Streetwise savoir faire, trying to mesh with his cousins like Carlton. Carlton's really stiff upbringing and very, I don't know. I don't know if I go so far as to say square, but kind of, you know. No, he's totally a square. Totally a square. He was, he was, he was um, a dork, man. Absolute, absolutely. So in the show, Will Smith's dad is supposed to, like, comes back and is like, yeah, Will, we're going to go and we're going to do all this stuff and it's going to be great. And then, of course, he doesn't. And so what was supposed to happen is that Will's character, who was also named Will, very convenient, I thought, uh, was going to be like, oh, you know, I don't even care. You know, that doesn't bother me at all, blah, blah, blah. He's going to, like, just tough it out. And instead, he, like, goes back to his own actual life and goes under this, like, short rant about, like, you know, why doesn't he want me? Why? What's wrong with me? How come? Why? What's... And Uncle Phil, you know, gives him a big hug and is like, you know, but you're wanted here. And anyway, it's a it's a really great moment. And it's one of the best like ad lib moments. And it was like a moment between two two people and two actors, not between like the characters. Um, But they were just like, this is too good. We're leaving it in the show. So that was an ad lib. Yeah. Well, just like in real life, he just started breaking down. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. So he wasn't supposed to do that. then. Nope. It was, he was just supposed to be like, oh, who needs that guy? And like that was going to be the end of the show. Wow. Or the end of the episode. And instead it went on to like interesting be this heavy that adds That adds a lot more to that. Though. Yeah. You know, because it's like, oh, you know, it's a, it's a great moment, you know, if they would have scripted it. But the yeah. fact that it was a, you know, spontaneous thing. 
That's pretty cool. Yeah, so just kind of, you know, then Uncle Phil gives him a big hug and just kind of shows what kind of man that uh, that actor was in real life too. That you know, gave him a hug and was like, you know, you're you're home now. I forget what he says. I feel a little bad. He says something anyway. I'm gonna have to. Google I'm gonna it. have to watch that scene at some point. Yeah, it's great. It's it's so good. Yeah, those are definitely shows that could come back, and I think have a lot of. I don't know. It seems like a lot of shows, if they're meant to have any sort of positive impact, are just. I I, I don't know. It's not the same, no. You know, it's not just hey, here's like a wholesome thing that you could watch and yeah once in a while it'll get real heavy like that one or um of course family matters and fresh prince both uh, touch on racism quite a bit and that sort of thing yep uh in great and they handle it from what i remember really well yeah because well all the main like majority of the cast are are uh are black yeah so i mean it's not yeah they don't really they don't really shy away as much from the issues that were being dealt with in the 90s and are still somewhat dealt me well not really somewhat but in a lot of places are still prevalent today so it was uh yeah i don't know just having another show like that where it really was kind of at its core a family life show so so that was like these shows were all obviously were all this was before like the explosion of like cable cable shows right these are all like broadcast uh you know abc cbs nbc you know whatever i don't remember what channels they were on so syndication yeah so i mean there's obviously they still these these uh companies still make shows i just i have not watched any of the shows that they've that they've made so i know that there's i don't even know what shows they have now like uh, you know, I watch. I've been watching. Obviously, football season started last week, so you're either watching Fox or you're watching CBS or NBC. So you get commercials for all of their shows. But you know, I don't know. There's a there's a show about a about a black family. I don't know if that's on CBS, but that it's like a and I haven't seen any of it. But it's like seems like a comedy, like kind of kind of more like a light like a light hearted. Um, in the same vein as like a Full House or a or a Family Matters or or Fresh Prince kind of thing, but yeah. uh, you know, obviously it's made now, not in the '90s. But it's like I just I don't know. It's like now that I'm grown up, it's like I don't want to watch those network shows anymore. It just <laughs> seems like they don't make as as good a quality of shows. Now that could be an unfair, you know, stereotype of of these. Uh, companies like to me like my my impression of like just when I think about those shows like my knee-jerk reaction is like well they're really over the top like corny especially like the dramas mm-hmm. are like really over the top and corny and uh, the comedies I guess I don't know I have I just haven't watched them so I can't I guess I can't say for sure what they're you know what they're like but you know I'd be interested to see like you know, you mentioned how um, Family Matters and Fresh Prince, you know, touched touched on or even, you know, or dealt with um, racial issues in the 90s, uh, you know, back when they were when they were being made. I, I'm cu- I'd be curious to see what this other 
you know what the show that's on now does and i don't know what it's called i think do you so do you think maybe like because the other major one in that era would be of course the uh the cosby show uh yes the cosby show. i see i thought about that and i'm just like ah. yeah i remember i watched i would i watched some of the cosby show and i but i don't know that i watched a lot of it um i don't remember a lot of it i what i really remember is my dad really was really into bill cosby's stand-up oh really and so we want we would watch cosby's stand-up um there was you know one or two that uh, that we watched back in the day and it was i really enjoyed it but now you're just kind of like bill cosby yeah. Um, and that's like a whole debate of like, can you separate somebody's work from who they were? Yeah. I think I don't. I think it kind yeah. of depends for me. I don't know that I. I haven't tried to watch Cosby Show now that we know. Yeah. You know what he was doing, but like, I don't know that I could because every woman that walks onto the set, I'd be like, that's a victim. Like, oh, I yeah. wonder if he like that. I think that would really sour it for me. Right, and I think that's probably a part of why, like, some of those wholesome shows don't work as well now because we somebody somebody posted this thing that was like, you know, what happened to, you know, heroes and stuff that you could look up to, and um, you know, why why don't people want to you know strive to be the best person as opposed to just kind of doing whatever they want and uh, like not apologizing for anything kind of a thing, and it's like, well, we tend to crucify our heroes if they mess up just this much and not that cosby messed up just this much i think he messed up this much messed up like again gesturing in the audio medium um you know but like i don't know i think i think because of the way that we held up cosby especially is like mm. this great family guy and stuff and then now we're like oh my word how did we ever yeah i think you're right because it's like uh... Cosby, and you think about you're talking about like separating you know actors, their work from the you know real person they are or what what we know of them. Obviously, there you know there's Kevin Spacey, yeah. Um, yeah. who you know after all his all the allegations and stuff against him came out, and he was just like they just wrote him off. The he was on uh, House of Cards, and they just yeah they just wrote him out, just like whoosh, he was yep. just gone. And it's like I I had been watching that show because Kevin Spacey is a is a fantastic actor like oh yeah his the stuff that he's made anything i saw him in you know obviously before all this was you know it was phenomenal and i haven't tried to finish house of cards honestly because of that i haven't i same like partway into i'm only partway into like season two. And oh then, wow yeah i know i see i watched i don't remember where i quit watching i was i think i was pretty much caught up Oh, and wow. then all this happened. I think that might have been before, like, I don't know if it was right before, like, a season dropped was when all this happened. And then they, I see, I don't remember, but yeah. I didn't, I didn't pick it up after that. Cause like the show itself was, was already kind of like, eh, but as you know, and then this happens and you're just like, no, but I will say like the first couple seasons. Great. Yeah, just, I will excellent. warn anybody who's, uh, this is, this is what I tell people about house of cards. Uh, if you're going to watch it in the first five minutes of the first episode of the first season if that makes you too uncomfortable just don't bother with the rest of it yeah like honestly it's that's 
kind of the tone that the rest of the show takes. Yeah. It doesn't get any better or worse. It's about like that through the rest of the show. If you don't like that first five minutes, don't watch anymore, seriously. And you'll know exactly mm. what part that I'm talking about when you watch yeah. it. Yeah, because like that happens and it's, you know, that event is a real, you know, real like, oh my God, real shock. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, it's just like they put, they push the pedal to the floor mm-hmm. and they just keep it there. So it felt like <laughs> just Breaking that. Bad did the opposite. Maybe we've talked about this before, but, uh, you know, where you're like four or five episodes in and you're thinking, and I'm thinking, okay, it's going to be like, poor dad has cancer, sells drugs, ha ha. And then all of a sudden it takes a turn and you're like, ooh. That got that, dark. That was it? Okay, <laughs> I see what we're doing here. What's the next episode going to be like? And then you watch and you're like, okay. So they were just kind of, it was mm-hmm. part of the storytelling mm-hmm. to build up to this moment where you where there's like no turning back. This is it. Um, but House of Cards, no. They just, out the gate, it's like, let's be clear about who's the good guy here. Nobody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty much, pretty much nobody. And Josh is absolutely right. Listeners, if you haven't seen it and you don't, you know, you can't take what happens in the first five minutes, then just don't watch it. Yeah, just be done. Um, I, I will recommend another show at another time for you to replace it with. Just be done with that. So, yeah, I guess so we're talking about these things like we're bringing up like examples. Obviously, Tom Cruise, which we don't know if we talked about him last time at all, but it's like some people don't like him. I mean obviously a lot of people do a lot of people don't you know there's this whole thing with him and like people are like oh my god he's crazy he's a scientologist he does all this crazy stuff now granted there's nothing that's on par at least right now that we know of i guess with with kevin spacey and uh, bill cosby right but it's i guess it's another example of someone i could think of where where you're like okay he's a really like dedicated and a really talented actor you know who i I don't think you can argue that he that he doesn't put like a hundred percent of himself into like all of his roles so it's like i get if you're just not a fan of his acting i guess yeah but so i feel like with tom cruise it's got it got a little bit harder well it wasn't hard at all before we started hearing this stuff i think that was kind of around like when katie holmes like when he was married to her right that's kind of when it started to come out. Like, were there? Who's real weird? Yeah, or like yeah. rumors and stuff. And there's the couch jumping thing. Yeah. So like before that, you're just like, oh, whatever. Tom Cruise is great. So I think the couch jumping thing, though, like, because because he was rumors. on Oprah and he was like, I so I'm in love with her. Crazy and, in love with her. Yeah. Well, there was like talks about how he was really intense and kind of crazy, and I think he just honestly, I think he just embraced it. So he was just like, yeah, that's, all right, I, I, I can be this character. Let's sure. do it. Um, he committed to the role of being Tom Cruise. After you know, after you know, after after everyone was like aware of like, oh, Tom Cruise is crazy, and he's a he's a kooky Scientologist. Um, you know, I guess the thought was kind of in the back of your mind, or at least for me, in the back of my head when I was watching you know other movies. But I feel like I can still enjoy Tom Cruise movies. Yeah, um, I, think, I think it's because his level of crazy though is it uh, like. He, he hasn't been like basically been accused and like pretty much found out to have done right these bad like bad things like Spacey and Cosby. The worst thing I can think of where it's like you have a tangible um, accusation, I guess, towards Tom would be he like chewed out uh, a crew member. 
or something. You know, Christian Bale did that too, and they like crucified him for like you know twenty minutes, and then it's like okay, yeah. whatever. Yeah, and and it's like well, sure, I you, I don't know. I, I don't. I'm not saying that's okay because you really should treat your supporting yeah coworkers as as good as you can. But also, I kind of get it, especially for for Tom Cruise, like thinking about this guy and how he does all of his own stunts and like he he will sometimes make the directors let him do multiple takes of the same thing because he wants to <laughs> like okay i could get how uh you know how he's so focused on doing this dangerous stuff and then for someone to mess it up for him mm. like i'd be upset too and i'm not yeah. trying to justify his actions but it feels like there's a balance there as opposed yeah. to and cosby or space well, yeah. where it's like I mean, one is like they're no, up, they yell at somebody, and the other is they like sexually assaulted somebody. It's yeah, like, big uh, leap there. Uh, and I, and I can also kind of I mean I can understand Tom. And I mentioned Christian Bale. It's like I feel I think it's kind of the same thing. Like somebody walked into a shot and messed it up, and it's yeah. like okay, be a professional. Come on. I'm like okay, I I get it. Like people are like just lighten up. Come on, whatever. It's not a big deal. And it's like yeah, but I mean it's also their job. I mean I you can be like. Well, being an actress, that's not that's not a job. It's I'm like, work, well, it though. is a job. Yeah. It's work. It's I mean, work. it's what they do. It's how they make their money. So it's just like you know, I mean, are they overpaid? Yeah, definitely. Of course. But, you know, on the other hand, it's their job. I mean, you know, whatever. I mean, you can kind of see it from both sides, I guess. But Christian like, Bale and Tom Cruise actually try and be different characters, unlike other actors who are the same character and everything. Yeah. So right. You know. <laughs> Man, there should be like a. There should be like some action movie where, where it's like two, one of those movies where it's like two really awesome like, almost like equally powerful or skilled characters like facing off against one another like should, like in Face Off. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, but like I don't know, like Tom Cruise and Christian Bale, they should be one where they're like they're pitted against each other. Not, but not like a weird like not like the face off where they swap faces. I don't know. I think I think face off is just like the ultimate example of two actors who were kind of in their prime, given a unique opportunity to act as the other actor in a movie, and like <laughs> I, I I hate how many remakes we get nowadays, and they're always it seems like they're always remaking the wrong movies. Like remake a movie that didn't do well in the box office, and be like, you know what, cool concept bad execution we're gonna do it better do that but i think face off i think that's a movie that should get remade every five years with different actors with different actors like how just i don't know okay 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 i'm following you here okay so that that movie with bradley cooper and lady gaga the star is born apparently that's been made like four times four times yeah I agree with you. Why don't we just do it with Face Off? Yeah. New actors. Yeah. So who? Okay. So I'm. So for anybody who's unfamiliar with Face Off, all right, it's it's got John Travolta and Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. John Travolta is a law enforcement of some He's kind. He's like FBI, FBI or something like yeah. that. And Nicolas Cage is like a master thief and kind of insane. He's a psycho man. criminal psycho guy. Yeah. And so in the movie, there's this. Uh, scientist i guess who comes up with this method where he can literally like swap your face with somebody but like not not a fake one like in mission impossible speaking of tom cruise but Mm. literally like surgically move your face to another human being and so they do that with these two 
with these two guys, and then like the rest of the movie kind of ensues. I don't even get like how what's the premise? Like it's really weird. They like capture Nicolas Cage, and then Travolta's gonna infiltrate like yeah, the family or something, and then. I can't remember if he did it on purpose. We're gonna have to watch it again. I'm gonna have to watch We're it gonna again. have to watch it again. So I've only seen it once, and it was. Uh, it's been a while for me. I've seen it a couple times, but it's been a long time. Yeah, I was gonna say it's five or six years since I've watched it. That's like John Woo is the director. Yeah. So there's lots of doves. Yeah. And slow mo, slow mo shots. Right, and yeah, so John Travolta gets made fun of in that movie for like the weird face touch too. Uh, just kind of makes everybody uncomfortable he does it so his character does this thing where like when he's talking to his wife or daughter he like touches their face but it's not like he reaches out and like touches their chin or their cheek it's like he wipes from their forehead to their chin what seriously i don't remember that at all you don't remember that lucky you no it's awkward as what? all get out anyway so they, face touch they have to figure out a way john travolta's character who then gets Nicolas Cage's face, who then, of course, is just Nicolas Cage playing him. Like, ha- so Nicolas Cage has to play as though he's John Travolta's character, but wearing <laughs> Nicolas Cage's face. And that's a concept that could be remade every five years with, like, a new batch of actors. Like, do a totally different story if you want, whatever. But, like, have that same yeah. premise and just, like, let's just sequence the movies, even though they're okay. not direct sequels. It'll just be, like, face-off blah 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 you know two or it's three like, yeah you hear who's gonna be in uh face off 2025 right yeah, yeah exactly um, like, oh who did they get who did they get you'd be like oh yeah it's you know chris pratt and robert downey jr <laughs> uh, so okay i think i think cruz and bale do you think that'd be about right they're yeah i think i think that would be that would be pretty sweet if they do that they both because they both tend to super commit to their roles i was gonna say they're both like both really serious but like no 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 they're like they're like method. At least Bale yeah. is for sure, and Cruz is just intense. So, so I mean, intense. he'll just do. They they could both do it. So they I, would be playing. So they'd each have their own have have a character, and then so they would have to play that character for a while, and then they would f- flip flip their faces. Yeah. So they would be the opposite playing character. the opposite character. Yeah, that just <laughs> I think I think every five years you could just take or so. You could just take, like, whoever the two, like, lead. And you could alternate. Like, so every 10 years you get a male version, and then every 10 years you get a female version. That would be interesting, too. yes, a female version. Because. Oh, my God. Like. Jessica Chastain. No, wait, 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 wait. Okay, she's good. I love Jessica Chastain. But what about Angelina Jolie and Charlize Theron? That'd be interesting. Because they've they've both been in these, like, these, like, gritty, like, like, we were talking about this before, before we started recording, like, the. Atomic Blonde, yeah. Salt was the one that um, Tomb Raider, uh, Tomb Raider, yeah. yeah. Um, lots of lots of kind of fun popcorny movies where yeah. you just kind of go for it. Who would okay? Who would be, be like cool. an off the wall one? Like Melissa McCarthy <laughs> and Angelina Jolie. I think I <laughs> no. It'd be it'd be Melissa McCarthy and Rebel Wilson. Oh God. <laughs> Are we could or we could do like and we could have different themes like you could have like yeah like a stoner version like it could be like oh, it could be like Pineapple Express face off so it could be like James Franco and Seth Rogen could switch faces. <laughs> <laughs> that, actually, that I think that would be 
That that actually would be kind of interesting. But yeah, you could just you could you could totally just take a uh, uh, any director who like wanted to sign up for it too. Like you could just be like the studio could be in charge of it, and they could you know go around and be like, hey, you know, yeah, you could have different directors. It'd be like a that be that could be a cool thing to introduce somebody as like um like if somebody comes to them, it's like back in the day, Peter Jackson when he wanted to make Lord of the Rings, people were like. I don't know, you've made only, like, weird, stupid movies. I don't think you can handle something of this project. And, of course, he proved it to be wrong. Mm. But, right. like, uh, a tester... And the Wachowskis, also, before they made The Matrix, there was another movie they had to make and prove that they had the chops to make a movie. Mm. Okay. So this could be, like, a proving ground movie. Okay. Where they'd be like, okay, well, yeah. So y- you want to make this big whatever movie? Cool. We're uh, in a face-off year. So <laughs> <laughs> they could have like a, or they could they could do like a draw, like they could have like a like a like a like a raffle. You know how they you know how they uh, how how they'll draw the groups for the World Cup, like yeah. soccer. They would have like draws for like okay, and the director is gonna be, right. and the actor face off uh, main character one is gonna be uh, Bradley Cooper, and. Face off character number two, main character number two, Chris Pratt. That 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 honestly, I think that could really just work. turn it into just like this whole freaking thing. How do we make this happen? I don't, Hollywood, I don't are you listening to us? They Hello, be. Hello, Hello. Yeah, I was trying to see who who made the <clears throat> who produced the movie because you could just do too, where like everybody who um who like every director who works for the studio, that's like a risk. Or uh, or whatever that they have to take, where they know that if they make a movie, it's in their contract, where they they may be selected to make the next Face Off movie. Oh, that would be so awesome. That I think, dude. How? This is the best idea that I have heard in ever. Like I don't know if there's a twenty idea. years. Uh, Slice bread is secondary to this. Okay, so it was the internet, per- right? Lame. Production companies were Paramount Pictures, Touchstone Pictures, and Permute Presentations. Per, yeah, Permute. Never heard of them. Buena Vista, distributed by Buena Vista. Buena Vista. That was international. Uh, Paramount, yeah. the United States. Paramount, yes, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they, that could be... Oh, yeah, so it's... Uh, that's right. So Sean Archer, John Travolta, survives an assassination attempt by a freelance terrorist, which is weird when you think about it. Are there corporate terrorists then i guess probably there are but it's weird to label one as a freelance terrorist any like any uh means he doesn't have people would advertise that they you know that they're (laughs) hiring terrorists like here's my card at&t terrorists right i'm yes i'm a terrorist for uh uh british uh, bp british patrolling yeah um anyway it's a the face off is a wild ride Definitely worth watching. We should watch it. We should watch. We should watch it again. We should absolutely. It's it's such a crazy, crazy movie that even in that era had no business being made. Just it was a great era. Don't. Oh, I'm not knocking the era at all, but just I just can't imagine trying to pitch this movie. Like, so it was released uh, June 27, 1997. So you figure that the pitch had to be made in like. I don't know, let's just say 95. Say so it was like a quick turnaround. 95, 94, something like so, that. So, okay, so on the, on the Wikipedia, it says this, it was a spec script optioned to Joel Silver and Warner Brothers in 1991. Oh, wow. So it had been around since at least 91. 
but yeah, just just trying to like pitch this movie because even talking about it now, it's almost it's really hard to follow. To be like, oh yeah, this actor is gonna play this character, and then their faces are gonna get switched, and then this actor is gonna play this other character as played by this other mm-hmm. actor. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to have like a degree of collaboration between them for like how like intense to take things and different things like that. I, I like this idea, Josh. I think this could just be yeah, it'd just be like an every five years thing. It'd be like the next Face Off. It would be like it'd be a great opportunity for like different like filmmakers like everybody in the whole like everybody involved in the project you know just yeah. like it'd be a new a new take on it do you think it would would they use the same script no no i think i think it would just be a totally like concept. a totally different like so they would have like certain like stipulations that they'd have to follow like it has to be two characters that yeah that swap faces yeah basically. but that's it yeah that's it like and there I wouldn't think, be any like well because think about like the different kind of because, like you said, like if what if you had like a stoner version of that, or how um, they even swap their faces? Like, right? I mean, because the whole premise, other after if you can if you can buy into the face swapping technology, then the rest of the movie is like really grounded and kind of serious. There's like humorous moments, as in most action mm-hmm. movies, but mm-hmm. like it just goes, and it, it Nicolas Cage is so. Nicholas Cage, he's like over the top. We listen. We can have a whole like episode on Nicholas Cage because he is he's a treasure. He really is a treasure. Would you say he's a national treasure? Yes, he's an international <laughs> treasure. Fair enough. But I am actually no, not a huge Nick Cage fan. He's just okay for me. And the movies that I tend to like him in a lot are movies that other people don't like at all. So and he's kind of like making those t- kind of movies now. Like he, like he's not making like big uh, blockbusters anymore. He's kind of doing these more like smaller, like you know, horror thriller. Uh, yeah. All perhaps even like B movie. That's true. Level stuff. That's true. Which I appreciate about him. And I watched a couple of those. Like last year, I watched one where he was he was basically like a big game hunter that was and he ended up being trapped on a boat like a like a like a tank not not a tanker but like a transport type ship a civilian ship yeah you know that was transporting animals and there happened to be like and they were also of course transporting a very dangerous prisoner who was supposed to be you know taken somewhere else and you know handed over to authorities and Nicolas Cage just happened to be on there with his bunch of exotic dangerous animals and of course <laughs> the criminal you know gets loose and hijinks ensue so that one was like a corny like b movie like which we're kind of we talked about this is kind of what we're we we're wanting to talk about tonight um and it was all right and then i watched this like horror this really messed up horror movie that was based on an hp lovecraft story it was uh, okay. So the movie was called um, "Color Out of Space." Okay. So yes, it was a Lovecraftian horror film, and Nick Cage was—he was a father of. Oh. Uh, there's a family, his family. So it's like his him, his wife, and like their two kids. It would have been a lot cooler if you'd said Nick Cage was Cthulhu. 
I mean, you We're know, just, I mean, it Nick is Lovecraftian. Cage. Yeah, but just Nick Cage, like not not Cthulhu or like the tentacle thing. It's just Nick Cage that comes out of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just Nick Cage. He does those like you know Nick Cage like facial tick thing yeah. and like the you know the so, wide uh, eyes. You've summoned me here. This is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to destroy, have to destroy the it. earth. Everything. Um, oh, it's much better than that. So, Color Out of Space was like, it was uncomfortable to watch. It was, it was, it was gross. Like it was just, just effed up, gross. So, so that's that's very in line with like Lovecraftian type stuff. Yeah, though. it was like, just, and that's why it doesn't work a lot of times as a visual medium. Well, and like it really, like if you look at the poster or you like you see some like like you see some clips from it, like the color obviously is a big, plays a big part in it. And there's like this, this like pinkish purple color that is like, Hmm. that is just permeates the whole thing. And that's like kind of indicates this, whatever, this Hmm. malignant alien presence that kind of appears. So I watched it. So what I did to watch it, because I, I don't know, I think I had, seen something on reddit about talking about nick cage and all these roles that he was doing lately and so it mentioned uh, these two films and so i watched the action one first it was on like it was on like amazon prime and then this uh, other one the color out of space was i had to get like a free trial of the gosh what is it called there's like a there's like a horror film streaming uh-huh. horror streaming service i got like a free trial of it um yeah so anyway that was hmm. Interesting, and you're yeah. I don't know. So I don't know if you like the Lovecraft stuff. Eh, it's uh, I don't intriguing. Know. It's not for everybody. But it's kind of I don't know. I like the um, the lore concepts that are applied in the books, at least. Of... I guess it it really touches on that a lot. Like you know, of course you know me. I like to go read like IMDb after watching a movie, and so it's talking about all these like you know connections to the lovecraft universe you know characters are named you know certain names for characters or like references to things or you know the names of places are are you know referencing lovecraft lore yeah i've definitely wanted to run or play in a um so there's a there's a rpg system and game called call of cthulhu where you are investigators and you investigate different things and like the way that the game works is basically you play until your character goes mad or dies oh and like yeah how have you not told me about this so have i not i apologize um and the way that i got introduced was that is you know if you guys remember back when we talked about uh how i found gurps um there's a uh, man a video on youtube where this guy does like kind of crappy animations of his uh D campaigns and i just found them interesting and there was kind of cool concepts in the way that he tells a story and stuff and so he was talking about how he ran a call of cthulhu game and um everybody was in a house and one of his characters because his madness level had gotten too high basically sets the room on fire around himself <laughs> um with the justification that there's a puddle like there's a wet spot in the floor and so he's going to roll in that and that's what's going to keep him alive well, obviously, that's not how fire works. So uh, the whole house burns down and, like, kills all the characters. 
Um, and they were all like, and they were all pretty happy with it. Like it's kind of what you expect apparently, mm-hmm. but then they all were like, well, let's, can we do it? Can we play again? We want to do another campaign like this. Will you run another one? He goes, sure. So draft your, uh, draft your characters. And then they get together. And the first thing they investigate is that house that their previous characters had burned oh. down. So it was like a cool way to like, okay. segue in and have one story and stuff. And that's kind of what made me want to try that out at some point, but. Oh, dude, I'm like, I looked it up here. Like, there's a whole whole bunch of stuff oh, yeah. in this game. I, from what I... We totally should play it. I think I think from what I remember, I'm going to quote make some stats up potentially or misquote some stats. So don't take this to the bank because they won't cash this check. But if I remember correctly, Call of Cthulhu is like the number one um, RPG game in like Japan. Like it outpaces D&D by, by quite a bit. Hmm. You tell me what to buy, and I'll buy it. Okay. We'll do it. I want to. All right. Yeah, we'll do it. Let's do it. Yeah, we can do it. I don't know. But yeah, so like, that's cool that Nick did a a call. Because those movies are really hard to make because uh, in the books, it like, in 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 a written medium, you can not say stuff. So you can just be like, oh, and it was like unimaginable horror. And then it's your imagination mm. that puts that together, whatever that right. is to you. But then a movie, you have to show it. You can't just yeah. say, well, what was it? Oh, you can't even believe it. Well, yeah, I can. I'm watching a movie. Show me. You know, so it's a lot It's a lot different. And that's why it's harder to do Lovecraftian storytelling in movies. Yeah. And I think that's why that the color was such a, you know, such a big Mm-hmm. big thing because that really helped them show like the difference between you know normal and then suddenly you have this you know this pinkish purple color that people had never seen before i guess so yeah. okay so you're talking so speaking of what you're talking about there so with the lovecraftian cthulhu like in the book in the book you can just you know you can explain it without characters having to say it yeah right and um I remember there was a Stephen King book, one of his one of his more recent ones. Uh, gosh, which one was it? <sighs> now I can't remember. I don't know if it was like, I don't know if it was like the sequel to The Shining, or if it was which is Doctor Sleep, or if it was something else. But there, so it was towards it was. I, I about said no spoilers. This is we don't really spoil anything. But there was like, he wrote like, he he was. It was like it was like Lovecraftian kind of stuff that was happening, it you know at this point in the story, and he just wrote like, what did he write? He was like, and it was really terrible or something like just yeah. really like vague, like okay, <laughs> <laughs> and I like it? not good. All so right. and it was like I, it stuck with me enough that like, and I never like go leave reviews for anything, but like, I I went on Goodreads and. And uh, wrote a review of how basically how I was like disgusted with that because I'm like, come on, I'm like, I'm like don't just tell us it was bad, like, like yeah, show it, it. like or, describe it, or with you know like what H.P. Lovecraft would do, he would describe how the person was feeling about it. So he'd be like, you know, and he would use, he would talk about how uh, if I remember right, because it's been a while since I've read any. I've I've only he, read. I think I read 
Was Cthulhu, Call of Cthulhu like a short story? I think so. I think I read that. But he would describe how the character was feeling. And so he'd be like, you know, his arms were covered in goose flesh and he started to perspire as he felt like the pressure of the universe like bearing down on him. Mm-hmm. And he would describe things like that instead of describing what the person was seeing. And that right. way it would leave it but because those are all things that most people have experienced and so you can put those things together and like imagine how they were feeling like oh that must be terrible Mm -hmm. i can't even imagine what that would be like and like that's the point yeah and it's like i just like and i'm a big stephen king fan as you know yes sir so i read this and i was just like i i just felt really like like it was lacking i'm like come on dude like come on stevie you can you can do better than just say it was really terrible or right. whatever it was that he said. That's know. like, I mean, that's like high school yeah, writing I'm like, nonsense. Like, and that's exactly what I was terrible. doing. I'm like, show us. Don't like, don't tell us. I'm like, you know, this is like whatever my like high school English teacher or my college, you know, uh, you know, lit professors would say. You know, it's yeah. Um, yeah, I can't. I was trying to look for the review just to see what I said, but I can't. I can't find it. Yeah. Anyway, it's not that big a deal. Um, but before we go any further, I want to, I know this is like reaching way back here to what we talked about earlier. Um, the show that I was trying to think of that was like, um, that is primarily a a black cast, like it's a, but it's on like CBS now. CBS is called the neighborhood. Cedric, the entertainer, I think is the main character. The ads for that look humorous to me. I just, yeah. Like to like today they were, they were showing like the episode. It was like, uh, so this, this white guy, one of the, white characters on the show like he's like i took a dna test and he's like talking to cedric the entertainer and he's like we're related <laughs> and cedric the entertainer's like oh please tell me i'm adopted <laughs> so any sorry what were you saying yeah no cedric the entertainer is great he's hosting the emmys tonight oh, uh, i believe he? that's right that's right so okay so that's out of the way um so nate we've kind of talked uh casually about you running a campaign Maybe you should run a face-off campaign. Oh. <laughs> uh, so I have a I have a manual for uh, we haven't played it yet at our game night uh, because it does take a degree of commitment to it. But I have a book for a game called Fiasco, where there's no uh, game master. Everybody's a participant, mm-hmm. and everybody. Um, at the end of your scene, because uh, it's all story driven, at the end of your scene, all of the actors basically, or all the participants and players basically vote on, I forget how it works, but they vote with dice and they give you a die and it, you either get a red die or a white die and then you have to roll that. And one of them is like for like pushing you towards good things. One of them is pushing you towards mm-hmm. bad things. And that's how you resolve um like the 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 chaotic element of an rpg but i was thinking like that would be cool you could almost do a two-player campaign of face-off where you do that it'd be a little tricky because there'd only be two um but i don't know i was just i was just thinking maybe that maybe that would be nate's first campaign to manage or somebody somebody should definitely manage like a face-off campaign because so it would be playing so it wouldn't be like a regular gurps one or... yeah so fiasco is its own system okay gurps is you build your character just like in like D and some of those mm-hmm. uh and then you go to do something i'm gonna jump from this ledge to that ledge well roll decks to see if you mm-hmm. you right. know get you keep your footing and all that 
So it's, it's not it's not the same. This is like fiasco is primarily story driven, where you like as a group you decide on the scene or whatever, and you have like a little backstory for your for your character, and then you just go for it. Um, and then at the end of wherever you feel comfortable saying, okay, that was the scene, mm. then everybody at the okay. table I got it. Wh- who wasn't, who didn't participate in the scene would basically give you dice based on how they think your, uh, character progression was going to go. I see. Um, the tricky so, part is deciding when to end it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I see. So instead of like every single little thing involving a dice roll, you just, roll through the whole thing until like you said you get to a stopping point and then people are like okay yeah. now we resolve it yeah and okay. it's uh it's more like it's more like um improv i guess than mm-hmm. like a traditional rpg and scene right very good very good, very good, very good. okay uh steven notes steven notes yeah snaps i like that okay i don't know i just i was like man that would be kind of if we could find the right people I think that'd be like really fun to commit to because then we could pick our own actors and you could be like you know all right so i'm gonna play christian bale so i'm gonna start as you know playing as the good guy and the cop hunting okay. down this person and then you could come to the table and be like well i'll i'll see your christian bale and i'll raise you a tom cruise a meryl streep <laughs> <laughs> i don't know something you know that that would that would be cool. Um, also, the X Files GURPS campaign would be a good one too. I'm waiting for you to put that one together, man. I feel like I'm gonna have to do it. I don't have enough expertise to put that together myself. Yeah, and I think I think we may have mentioned this before. I think I would want to keep it more as uh, uh, like the Monster of the Week style instead of the oh, yeah. overarching alien conspiracy. Oh yeah, I think that's that's, that's not nearly as interesting. Not as interesting. There's pretty rigid rules, I think, in X X Files, from what I remember seeing. Because I think I've seen the first season or two, where yeah, it's very Monster of the Week, and there's like definitely certain rules that they have built into the show. Yeah, um, so the Monster of the Weeks were pretty much are pretty much just like standalone episodes. Yeah, and some of the best though. It, right, and uh, and then the the alien conspiracy stuff is that's that kind of carries over or it does carry over from, you know um well i think that's uh i think that's that's all we're gonna do for this episode um like obviously we uh i'll tell you that we we kind of went all over the place and went in a direction different than what we were thinking but that's kind of the way it goes and that's okay you know yeah, definitely. um if you want to check us out online, uh, we're, uh, you know, it's all, everything, all the handles are, is the open eclectic Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Ko-Fi. Mm-hmm. If you want to, if you want to drop us uh, a small donation uh, for continuing this awesome work that we're doing, uh, you can go there. Uh, also, we're on MySpace. Still working on that, actually. Still working on, okay. Still we're not on quite on MySpace. quite yet. finished getting that set up, um, but I'm pretty sure that's where... It's where all the happen and stuff right. is going to happen. If you have any ideas for shows or suggestions of things we should check out, you could you could email us at uh, theopeneclectic at gmail.com. Yes, yeah, that's right. is our email address. Um, it's all in the closer. Yeah. So, 
with that said, um, we'll sign off for now. Catch you later. Is that it? I didn't say anything. Good. I don't okay. know. I could sign off as Nate. We could really finish this like a face-off episode. <laughs> so anyway, I'm Josh. I'm Nate. We'll uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. I'm gonna take his face off. Thank you so much for listening. You can find The Open Eclectic on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and MySpace. Want us to ramble on about something specific or have a comment on what you just heard? Send us an email at theopeneclectic at gmail.com. We now have a Ko-Fi if you feel like supporting the show. That's ko-fi.com slash theopeneclectic. Or support the show by leaving us a review. Thanks. We hope you'll join us again next time on The Open Eclectic.